Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. This is Zach Cassian from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30. Chad. Oh, Zach Cassian still out of action. Broken jaw. The Oilers playing the Florida Panthers tomorrow. Carolina Hurricanes coming up on Sunday weekend back to back for the Oilers, who uh, have lost their last two and in a pretty tight fight for uh, second through fifth in the Pacific Division. Here's what's going on tonight. The Oil Kings lead Regina 1-0. About seven minutes left in the first period. Hurricanes taking it to the Blue Jackets. It's 4-0 with two minutes to go. Late in the second period, Sabres and Blues tied 2-2. Jordan Cairo, both goals for the Blues. He now has 20. Start of the second period, it's New Jersey 2, Chicago 1. And about five minutes left in the first, Jets up 2-0 on the Avalanche. Golden Knights and Coyotes are going to face off in a couple of minutes at 8 o'clock. It is Los Angeles at Anaheim. Okay, uh, I'm curious to dive into this uh, next story because you may have seen some things popping up online on social media in recent days about the Junior Prospects Hockey League. So uh, what is this? Who is it going to affect? How could you get involved or follow along if you're interested? Well, one of the guys involved in getting the Junior Prospects Hockey League going is on the line right now. It is, of course, the Certain Teed Hotline professional grade building materials Tyrell Spitzer checks in tonight Tyrell you're on with Reed how are you doing good Reed how are you I'm doing very well it's a pleasure to have you on the show I know you're also uh, I know you're involved uh, with Silent Ice as well Uh, you know doing some great things in the Alberta Junior Hockey League but this uh, Junior Prospects Hockey League has piqued my interest Uh, you can sum it up much better than I would what is the Junior Prospects Hockey League well, yeah, I guess to sum it up, it would be a, a, a development hockey league for U14, U15, U18 age athletes. Um, and, and basically, uh, it's created by a number of hockey professionals across BC and Alberta that you know took some time here in mid-October to sit down and, and take a look at the current hockey landscape and, and where it's at date and, and where it possibly could be. And uh, yeah, sat down and, and uh, started to kind of lay it out and taken some legs and was actually released today earlier today so we're, we're pretty proud and pretty excited about it okay so would you describe this as being for uh elite level hockey players uh you know is it a little more open than that but what's the caliber of player going to be involved well it, it, it'll be interesting to see kind of uh you know i i i i think you know the way it's laid out it's it's concentrating the talent you know there, it's it's a, a lower number of teams than and then than existing leagues to date um it also makes it you know a little bit more accessible for those athletes that you know are, are pretty are pretty driven and and you know want to do a little bit more in terms of skill development and and the, the holistic development model um kind of makes it a little bit more accessible for for some of those players to get involved so you know in terms of what it could end up being i think it has the best you know, runway in order to be best on best hockey. 
uh, that being said, like I'm, I'm just a fan of the model in general, the development uh, development model where, you know, I don't think you need to be a, a top flight player to, to get better in this. Like, I think um, it's just something that, you know, if, if you're interested in something like this and, you, you know, you're, you want to be a part of it, I think you're, you're going to find that, you know, we're, we, we built an environment and we built the model that can really help uh, accelerate development. Okay, so how is it going to work in terms of where, um, do I call them teams, do I call them clubs, but where, where are things going to be happening here? Yeah, we, we're actually using the word hubs to date. Um, so, so what we mean by that is uh, we, it's been pretty strategic in, you know, hub, hub placement. So we play out of D.C. and Alberta. Um, you know, there's four hub locations within D.C., five in Alberta. Uh, Lloyd, Lethbridge, Calgary, uh, two in Edmonton, or sorry, one in Edmonton, one in Spruce Grove, one in Kelowna, uh, one northbound, one Langley, and one in Victoria. Um, just so, you know, they, they have a bit of a healthy uh, healthy footprint. Vancouver and Edmonton, obviously, pretty dense in, in population of hockey players, so uh, we feel like we could have uh, two teams in those areas. Okay. Uh, how, is, uh, how is the Junior Prospects Hockey League going to... Um I'll use the words fit within for the time being, and you can clarify that if not, if that's not the right choice of language. How will the Junior Prospects Hockey League fit within existing minor hockey organizations? Yeah, that's that, that, that's a good question. Um, I mean, like like I said, we you know a, a group of us sat down and, and looked at you know to date um, you know maybe the pros and cons of of, of what's there and. Uh, and, and, and try to, to build something that, you know, we think is, you know, is, is, is like, you know, obviously biased, but, you know, the best model to date. Um, how, how does it fit in? And, you know, that's, that's, a, that's an interesting point. Like, I, I, it'll be, I, I'm not exactly sure. Like, I think we're, I think we're, you know, again, trying to provide a good runway for, for best on best hockey. Um, but, well, I'm not sure how exactly it's going to land, uh, you know, amongst what's existing. I mean, I think the, the players and the families are, are going to do a good job kind of, you know, again, there's a lot of options out there, um, a lot of different leagues, and within the leagues, a lot of different programs within them that are all somewhat different. Um, you know, we are a borderless model, so there's only two of those to date that exist. So I think, uh, you know, I think families are going to do a good job of kind of investigating on, on uh, you know, who's standing in front of the kid, what the development model looks like, what the, what the vehicle as a whole looks like for their player in terms of development and then, you know, make the choice from there. You know, I'm glad you're mentioning families in this, uh, Tyrell. Tyrell Spitzer joining us tonight from the new Junior Prospects Hockey League. Um, and again, as, as people listen to the show, I mean, I, I don't have kids, so my connection with minor hockey is, is, is pretty distant from, you know, it's been a long time since I played. But I know from doing interviews over the years and, and you know, talking to, uh, you know, people who have kids in minor hockey and friends of mine who have had kids or had kids of that age, they say, you know, some of the obstacles are the cost of, of playing hockey, whether it's registration, equipment, all that kind of stuff, uh, the travel, you know, if you, you need mom and dad uh, to, to drive you around, sometimes that can be time consuming and uh, tough for a family to manage. And then... Also, you know, what's what's the payoff? I mean, they, they like having their kids involved in sports, um, but is, is there another sport that might be more accommodating to keeping a kid active and giving him or her camaraderie and all that kind of stuff, uh, like I said, without the, the money and the cost? Um, your sort of 
uh, awareness of, of, of those issues, if I'm correct in identifying those issues and how the Junior Prospects Hockey League might address or handle those. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, you, you, you hit those right on right on the head. So when, you, when you're building something like this, like a lot of, a lot of leagues can be built bottom-up, you know, in terms of, uh, you know, everybody kind of offers something different, maybe at a different price point and whatnot. Um, this is very much, uh, you know, top-down. Uh, so there's league standards. Um, challenges in terms of, you know, cost is, is uh, one that, you know, you have to be pretty strategic and, and, and try to be pretty clever on trying to figure a way to, you know, put more dollars toward the, towards the athletes and, and the athlete, uh, you know, skill providers. And one way of doing that is, is kind of being, you know, having the league standards and having a league kind of take, you know, take on the overhead. So, you know, in terms of what we offer is uh, the league has made, you know, partnerships with Joe Quinn at PowerEdge Pro. Uh, so all of our hubs has access to um, PowerEdge Pro training, um, you know, their, their, their new equipment, their new testing. Uh, that's, you know, some exclusive to... Uh, the Canadian hubs, the, the American academies, and even in the European academies. We've made um, uh, a lead partnership with True Movement. Um, Aaron Baker does an unbelievable job uh, creating, you know, 170, 180, 190 pound strong athletes rather than, uh, you know, so they're still explosive and, and, and dynamic as well as strong. I, I think that's the future of training, uh, not, not just in hockey, but just in sports. Um, you know, having a league partnership with Dr. Morazic and, and Cody Cuthill in, in terms of, uh, you know, taking care of mental health and sports performance at a level that, you know, I don't think has been delivered to date. Um, you know, these guys have been through a lot of pandemics. There's a lot of stressors with school. There's a lot of stressors with, with uh, the financial burden of hockey. And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot that goes with, you know, on, on these, these athletes and, we want to make sure that we're giving them the tools to, you know, deal with adversity and be resilient and, and uh, not just in hockey, but in life. Um, so those are league partnerships where regardless of what hub you're in, um, that's, that's league provided. That's, that's a standard across, across the league. Um, you know, even your, your game experience, transportation, accommodation, catering, like we, we bring everybody into a central location. Uh, we take care of the transportation while they're in there. Uh, we take care of the accommodations, you know, we take care of the catering. So, you know, this team A, you know, isn't getting 10 cheese pizzas on the bus and team B is going out for a filet mignon. Like, it, there's a standard set, you know, across. And, and by doing all that and uh, taking it at, uh, as a league level, you're able to, you know, cost, cost share. That, that's the secret is, is cost sharing. Um, so some of the locations, you know, have, have cheaper ice um, and, and we're able to kind of, you know, share that across all the hub locations. So we're able to kind of deliver a program that we, you know, again, we're pretty, pretty proud of. There's a lot of, a lot of pieces to it um, for, you know, 12,500 for a public education or 15,500 for a, um, a private education, uh, which, okay. uh, you know, we, you know, <laughs> which we feel is like every dollar is getting pushed back to the athletes' families. Right. I got you. Okay. Yeah. Good answer for sure. You mentioned something uh, a few minutes ago about this being a, uh, a borderless league and you said there were maybe the, i don't know if you said league but the, it's it's borderless and you said there's yeah. only a couple other uh organizations that operate that way who who are those if you don't mind me asking well there's just, there's just one other one to date um, okay. that, that would be considered borderless in in western canada um and that that would be a, another uh, academy-based um league as well so uh, those today are the only two borderless options 
um, you know, and this one, this one again being brand new. So what that what that means is, you know, a player from Yellow Knights, a player from, uh, you know, Manitoba, a player from the states, you know, even even an international player is uh, is you know eligible to play in this league, and and uh, you know it's it, it's more about. Uh, getting the you know the driven players all under you know in one dress room in one classroom uh, in one workout facility to to push each other. It's more about getting the uh, the right the right uh, families and and people in um, to accelerate that development uh, and kind of create that environment. Okay. Well, this is really interesting. I, I, I wish you the best, and thanks for coming on the show to, to, to fill us in on it because I, I am interested in, in uh, you know, these types of initiatives that are, uh, you know, focused on, on development and, and, as you said, you know, putting the athlete first and having a lot of great ideas to do that. If people, first of all, did I miss anything? And if not, just let people know where they can go online to find out more. Uh, well, I think I think the, the, the biggest thing um, that, you know, we – you know, as a group and in and, and our and our ownership group, um, they're pretty they're pretty passionate about hockey, but even more so, they're they're passionate about the education. Uh, like the, the the purpose of this is to connect the the education with the you know the uh, the athletics, uh, and to do that in such a way where it's you know it's 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 a healthy lifestyle for families. Um, if you're looking for more information, because you know we kind of scratch the surface, there's a lot of really cool things that uh, when we sat together, we we put a lot of thought into the. The foundation of this league. Um, you can check out the website that was launched today. Uh, junior, uh, sorry, <laughs> um, JuniorProspectsHockeyLeague.com, and uh, and then we also have uh, Twitter Jr. Uh, Prospect HL, uh, both Twitter and uh, Instagram. Okay, awesome. Well, uh, Terrell, I really appreciate your time, and, and thanks for talking about the Junior Prospects Hockey League. We wish you all the best, and uh, hopefully we can talk about it again down the road as well. I really appreciate it. That sounds good. Thanks, Reed. All right, that is Tyrell Spitzer uh, checking in. So there you go. He, he did a very thorough job letting everybody know what is going on there. And uh, and uh, I also tweeted out the uh, the link on my Twitter account if you missed some of that info. So you, you can follow along there with everything. Great to have Tyrell on the show. Okay, we are uh, counting down to the end of the show here. I think you're going to be very, very interested to hear who got a shutout tonight. We'll tell you when we get back to Inside Sports. <laughs> This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chad. All right, so before the break, I said I was going to tell you about a shutout. Who got this shutout? Why would you care? Because it's Stuart Skinner, baby. American Hockey League action tonight. The Bakersfield Condors beat the Grand Rapids Griffins. 2-0. Brad Malone and Dmitry Samarukov get the goals. Samarukov into an empty net. Stuart Skinner, 24 saves for the clean sheet. I know you're keeping an eye on this young man. Why wouldn't you? In the American Hockey League this season, he is now 10-1-3 with three shutouts, a 2.17 goals against average, and a 9.23 save percentage. Arguably the best goaltender in the American Hockey League. And I, I know a lot, a lot of you want him to be the Oilers guy. I don't know if that's going to happen. He has played uh, fairly well when he has appeared for the Oilers this season. His record is 6-6. Six and six. He does have a shutout, first career shutout. He got that, uh, what was it, last Monday against the San Jose Sharks, made 20 saves. 
He has a 2.62 goals against average. That's the only one, uh, only goaltender for the Oilers under three this season. And his save percentage is 913. Only goalie with the Oilers to have a save percentage over 900. He has a bright future. Get asked about him a lot. Uh, we, we know that trading for a high-end goaltender is going to be tough for the Oilers. Could they trade for a sh- slam dunk better goaltender? Uh, maybe. Could they slam for a goaltender or could they trade for a goaltender who could uh, possibly be better than Smith or Koskinen that you're rolling the dice on a little bit? Yeah, I'd say that's quite possible. I think getting getting an obvious upgrade in net is going to be possible, though I know some of you would argue at this point almost anybody would be an upgrade. And as I said before, the Oilers team save percentage at five on five is 27th in the NHL. So quite poor. So then there's the other option. Who's available? Well, Stuart Skinner's available. You don't have to give up anything to get Stuart Skinner. You just call him up and say, play. <sighs> That's a tough one for me because I want him to play a lot. I want him to play in the American Hockey League and feel good about what he's doing. If you bring him up and uh, you kind of put a lot of the season on his shoulders here down the stretch and it doesn't go well, whether it's his fault or not, does that hurt the confidence and the development of Stuart Skinner? That would be my question uh, back to the people to debate. Do we just bring him up and say, okay, Skinner, you, and, and, you, and you just play him quite a bit. I mean, maybe you pick Smith or Koskinen as your second goaltender and, and you go from there with Skinner. I don't know. I, I think he's I, I think he's going to be a pretty good NHL goaltender. I, I think he's got a very bright future. I think he's proven that. You hear nothing about good things about how he's worked and improved and the focus he's put in over the last two or three years. I, I just don't know if the Oilers right now. Now, maybe they'll reach a point, and, and from you know the scuttle that's out there right now, it, it doesn't sound like Ken Holland is going to be a, a major player at the trade deadline, though, of course, things can change in the almost month until we get there. It's coming up on March 21st, uh, but if if that's the indication that he doesn't think he can really make a big upgrade in goal without paying a price that he's not willing to pay, and again, ask yourself, if you're an Oilers fan, do you want to trade Broberg, Holloway, Lavoie, Borgo, um, you know, whoever, uh, to get a goaltender, then, then maybe you're not going to get one. I mean, we've talked about some of the options, Holtby, Perhaps Gorgiev out of New York, Verlamov out of the Rangers or out of the Islanders if they decide to trade them. Th- those are the caliber of some of the options. Now, you could argue those guys having better seasons than what Smith and Koskinen are having, but are they going to necessarily transform the team and, and make them a sure playoff team and maybe even a cup contender? Now, I think at best the orders would be wouldn't move into the top tier of cup contenders, even with a good goalie, but they'd certainly be a lot better positioned with a good goaltender. So um, I, I, I mean, I still think this weekend it's going to be Koskinen and then Smith. I think the next two road games uh, coming up on Tuesday and Thursday, probably split those as well. So the, if the worst case scenario is you, you keep not getting saves, you keep not getting saves at that point, you, you just say, okay, we got to see if Stuart Skinner can do it. If, if you're not uh, is cementing down a playoff spot. And again, I, I told you the standings off the top of the show, how close it is. The Oilers are in a decent position right now. Somebody's going to get two points tonight between the Kings and the Ducks, and that'll hurt the Oilers. You just hope that that game doesn't go to overtime. So right now, the Oilers in the final wild card position 
in the uh, Western Conference. It's Anaheim gets a point tonight. The Oilers are pushed out of the playoffs in terms of points. Point point percentage, they'd still be looking okay. But, you, you know, you got to leapfrog over teams. So if, if, if you can't quite stay with it, if you're one point back and then two points back and then three points back and goaltending is the major thing holding you back, what is Ken Holland going to do? And if it's not going to be a trade, then then it has to be Skinner. I, I still think you have to look at a trade. And, and maybe it's not going to be a slam dunk type of guy, but if, if you don't see Smith sort of embrace it at some point, uh, and, and again, we know who Koskinen is. Koskinen might have a great game tomorrow. Who knows? I mean, we know he plays, if he doesn't play a lot, he plays better. Um, but if, there's one key area on the team that we keep talking about over and over and over again. And yes, sure. They, they'd love a better, they'd love to beef up the defense. Absolutely. It's, they're going to get a boost when Duncan Keith comes back, but even with Keith, they love to beef up the different defense. Of course, you'd love more scoring, more grit up front. Absolutely. But if, to me, if you could do one thing, you do the goalie because that can be so transformative. So is it, if Smith or Koskinen don't grab it here in the next couple of weeks, and Ken Holland isn't going to make a trade. Is it just going to be Skinner time? Well, I, I mean, I guess that's the only option if he's not going to make a trade. But hopefully he's still sniffing around to make a trade. I, I would think that's a big part of what he should be doing on a day-to-day basis. Okay, so tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. face-off show, 10.30 for the drop of the puck. Oilers at the Panthers. Going to be interesting. Thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Your studio producer this evening is Chris Gardner. My name's Reed. Have a great night. Six thirty, Chad. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins, weekdays at six on Six Thirty, Chad.